Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Good morning and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio X. I'm Karen Nowicki and we are here to introduce you to detail experts. We have Emmanuel Williams and Angela Williams the founder and chief executive officer, as well as president and chief operating officer. Welcome to the studio today. Thank you, Karen. We're happy to be here. Happy to have you both. Emmanuel, where are you calling in from? I am calling in from Detroit. I am so sorry that I wasn't able to get to Arizona because my plans, my plane schedule just got all turned around, but I am here in the spirit and I'm here on podcast so that you guys can see me. I'm so, and we're happy to see you. And, you, and, and your wife said, I, you, you haven't seen each other for weeks, huh? No, no, I haven't. So I was happy to see him on the screen. Hey, honey. <laughs> I love it. So give us, give us a little bit of a background about detail experts, uh, who you are, who you serve, and then I want to hear the backstory about how you landed in this business. So both of you, we love so much when you two can just have a conversation. I get to sit back and listen. I'll ask questions when I need to. We just really want to hear the dynamic and the magic that makes the two of you a team and what you bring to deal, detail experts as well as your clients. So who'd like to jump in and, and tell us all about what's going on? Go ahead, honey. Well, I, I will start with Detail Expert is a company that has a passion for the environment and have a passion for empowering and inspiring and creating opportunities for people. It was created from the thought. And this thought came from the mind of a eight-year-old boy. Eight-year-old boy is our son, Emmanuel Jr. And as an engineer for over 30 years dealing in a power plant, steam engines and turbines and things of that nature, I am fascinated with steam. And our son, He's always been running around in the power plants and things of that nature. And by nature, I am an entrepreneur. So we always had these entrepreneur ventures where we were selling flowers or balloons or trying to do something to generate money, being an entrepreneur. And so one day, my son and I, we were sitting on a porch. And you know how kids talk. They just talk, 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 talk. So he's eating a popsicle and his legs, little legs are swinging. And we're watching the cars go by. And he said, Dad, what is going to be our next entrepreneurial future. <laughs> and I said, uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. He said, well, what if we start cleaning cars with steam? And that thought permeated my spirit. It was a seed that was sold in my spirit in a way I could not get that idea out of my mind. Was it also a duh moment? <laughs> you know, one of those like, oh my gosh, of course we should be doing this. Definitely an aha moment, but it was a moment that permeated my spirit where I, I could not get that out of my spirit. So I started moving on, started doing research. I didn't know anything about car washing. I am an engineer. I understand the power of steam. So I started doing research and I started understanding the um, water and rules and regulations that was governed by the car washing industry that stagnated the industry. And I understand the value of water, you know, because I always tell people, you know, you can live without money, but you can't live without water. Water is our new currency. And so when I discovered that in cleaning the vehicle with steam, um, we were, we are, we will be able to not work, work in compliance with all of the water re regulations and rules and things of that nature, because with two gallons of water, we can clean as many as 15 vehicles. 
that right there in itself was a was a a opening to revolutionize the car washing industries in ways that have never been done before. For, for- yeah, what's interesting is Emile gets excited about anything mechanical. Carol, you would not believe it. Yesterday, we were talking to one of our manufacturing partners, and he held up, he held up a small piece of stainless steel, and Emile was so excited. <laughs> I, I, I just had to giggle. I could not imagine why he was so excited. So, of course, the thought that why don't we clean cars with steam made him fascinated because now he can use all of his engineering and everything else to put this wonderful concept into place. So it has given us the opportunity to market something that most people thought, wow, that's silly. Why would you do that? But it's been so exciting. And people who actually get their cars, the exterior cleaned with steam, it's like a magic show. They see all the steam everywhere, and it's like, wow, where does the dirt go? That's the first question we get. Yeah, so it's and, and for comparison, how you mentioned how much uh, how much water it takes to clean with steam. For comparison, do you know how much it takes for a hose or going through a car wash? I'd imagine there's a significant difference. The traditional car wash uses about 40 gallons. Okay. And we'll, car, we'll water hose at home is about 60 gallons. But 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 this is the thing that I that that is funny to me, and this is how I really knew that Angela was the girl for me. <laughs> I was excited about these steam, and I told her, "Honey, I got something. I'm, I bought you something for uh, Valentine's Day." She was living in Indiana, and I was in Detroit at that time. And I said, "I'm just going to surprise you." And she was like, "Well, what is it?" She was just really really excited. Flowers, and- diamonds. What do you think? That's what I thought. A new car, a new house. It was a steamer. And she looked at me, she was like, huh? (laughs) That's almost, it sounds almost as bad as a vacuum. Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Had a cord. Yeah. But but when she was able to get excited because I was excited, I was like, okay, that's the girl for me. She didn't, she didn't dog me out. She didn't say anything, but she just played along with it. So I was like, I was grateful for that. That's amazing. Were you both involved in your other adventures previously, or this is the first time you've collaborated? This is the first time we've collaborated. I've worked on a number of entrepreneur ventures myself, uh, starting as a kid. I had a paper route. I absolutely loved my clients and loved the service. But more than anything, I love Fridays because that's when you could collect. You're not going to do I say collect. So we have worked on, I've been in direct sales for a while this is our first venture together. This is not Emile's first venture either. Where this all started, which I think is the, the basis of the company itself, is he actually managed a facility that was for individuals that were recovering. And they would come to him and look for hope. Mm-hmm. And he was able to help them. And that project was called Recovery on Waterloo. I don't know, Emilio, if you want to share a bit about that and how that formed the basis of what Detail Experts We'd is love today. To hear that, yes. Well, it was. It, it came out of a desire to serve. What we did was in Detroit, we went into this drug-infested community. On this one particular block, it was a apartment building, two, three dope houses on that same block, and so we went into this community. And what we wanted to do was rid that block of drug and create a way of, it was called recovering on Waterloo. 
So what we were able to do, we was able to go in, we shut, we bought the building, we shut it down, we got all of the drugs and all of the gambling act and drug selling activities out of that building. We cleaned the building up and it started to become a, it was called recovering on Waterloo, where we were able to take people who was in recovery, who was getting out of recovery, we gave them a place to stay, furniture, food. We was able to get people who had their children in the system. Because they, they had housing, they were, we, they were able to get their children back. And we got rid of all of the drugs on that environment, on that block. We overcame that situation and we made that community a better place. So that was a project entrepreneur-wise that I was working on. But the string between that and Detail Expert is I never stopped having a desire and a passion to serve people and to make people's lives better. And so that desire came out of, hey, it's my responsibility while I'm here on this earth to use my gifts and my talent to help serve humanity and to help uplift people because that's where my blessing comes from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's used that same concept in Detail Experts. When it originally started, Carol, it's exciting because he was offering the franchise concept socially where it was to give people who did not have the opportunity to own a business to own a business. And that was the birth of Detail Experts, one of very few social franchises that's out there. Can you define social franchise? Because I'm not sure I know the term. Yeah. You might. You want to talk about it a little bit? Well, social franchising is utilizing your, to, to tap into communities that is underprivileged or underserved that don't have opportunities and utilize your community mission to help those people okay. target. So uh, when they come into a franchise, it, it, there's less of a financial commitment or how, do, how does it work in comparison to what a traditional franchise model might look like, might help our, our listeners and viewers? Yep. So the entry fee is much lower, but it is educational in nature. So it's teaching you the basics of business. Mm-hmm. So it, what's interesting, a typical franchise is you come in, you need to have a degree in business or you need to know how to do business. We teach you. <laughs> and yes. And, and it's much more expensive. Mm-hmm. So the barriers to entry, we were breaking down those barriers of entry, really focused focusing on how we can help individuals empower empower themselves to move to this next level of living. Yes, you can have a job. You can learn how to do it that way. But what if you could also now create jobs? Incredible. <laughs> and how, I may have missed this at the beginning, a little commotion going on. Tell me how many years then that uh, Detail Experts has been around. So Detail Experts started in 2002, and we've okay. been franchising since 2008. Wow. Yeah. And just here in Arizona or? Yeah, we've been franchising around the world. We received our license to franchise in 2008, and we started with our very first franchise in Detroit, Michigan. And we've been in the Phoenix market since 2016. Yes. And this is a really good story as well. You know, in 2008, there was the crash of the economy. And so we were, things got slow. And, and perseverance is a, a very important part of evolving and growing as an individual. And we got a call, in two, I think it was in 2010, we got a call from a person from the royal family in Dubai. And we was able to sell a massive franchise. We flew over to Dubai. We stayed over there. We partied. We had a really good time. 
And we sold a master franchise over in Dubai, which helped us financially to get through the economy downswing until 2014 and 15. And we started selling more franchises at that particular point. But this is what they told us over there in Dubai. The reason why they were so attracted to what we was doing is because, number one, it created jobs. And number two, they said, we got all of the money, but we don't have water. And if we have a certain, they love their cars over there. If we have a service where we can get our cars clean and preserve water in the, that way with steam, that was our selling proposition. Karen, it, it, it's a very interesting story. How did that land in your lap? Did that just, I mean, I, I have a sense that there was a divine intervention there. <laughs> but did you go looking for that? What? How did that come about? You know, we're always tickled. We say, Karen, we planned it that way, right? Mm-hmm. We, we just know it's going to happen. <laughs> Actually, it was the power of a small business having a very successful search engine marketing and search ah. engine optimization where we were actually found online by this group that called. And of course, during that time, we weren't sure about the relationship between the U.S. and the Middle East. And are they even legit? Right, right. (laughs) That was the first thing we had to check out. So after we got clearance for that, um, it was really a done deal. So we spent about three weeks over there with them, and we were sure that they were going to be the partners for us. And it was very exciting to be able to execute that deal while still in country. And Emmanuel, when you said master franchise, um, I'm assuming that it, because it's a different country, then they get to go ahead and own and run that business, and it's a subset of yours, but they're managing the team and that sort of thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. The eight-year-old is how old now? He's 30 now. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, and he reminds us often that this was his idea. Of course he should. And is he in the business? Is he doing his own thing? He's doing his own thing. I, I'm sure Emmanuel's going to love telling you the story. I used to put him on his little bow tie and his little white shirt. We wanted to model our business after the good humor guy. You know, we wanted to be different, unique, because we're using steam. We're not dealing with a lot of water. So we used to put on these little bow ties and white shirts and go from door to door and set up. And I worked so hard to the point where he was like, uh, Dad, I think uh, when I got to college, it was like, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. And I pats you on the back. <laughs> well done, Dad. Let me take it from here. <laughs> so I think he got tired of cleaning cars to the point where when he got old enough, he was like, okay. But he is still a part of our board. He still is involved in certain ways. But I wanted to give him the freedom and the autonomy to live his life on his own terms. And it's interesting because he graduated from Michigan State. And once he graduated, because he developed he built a started a business while he was in school. He writes, speak, and read Chinese. He had a lot of Chinese friends, and he met a lot of Chinese friends that had a lot of money. And so he used to do a lot of writing and helping them in school and things like that. So he started him a little business. But when he graduated, he had this uh, uh, opportunity to go to Washington D.C. to work in land. I mean, in D.C. because uh, he went to a through a two-year intern, and he had a guaranteed job making good money. And when he graduated, he called me up and he said, Dad, I, I need to talk to you about something. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, I know you guys paid a lot of money for me to go through college and all of that. He said, but I don't think I want to go to Washington, D.C. and work. I want to start my own business. He said, but let me tell you, I can always get a job, but I can't always live my dream." And honestly, Karen, I'm going to say at first, we were looking at him like, what? 
No, no, you just finished school. (laughs) This is what you're doing. Right, right, exactly. And then we realized he's been modeling himself after us for a very long time. So being an entrepreneur was only natural. Yeah, he had his his family stamp within him, (laughs) and and it made sense. That's fantastic. And so, I'm sorry, is he living in Arizona then? Where is he now? He's in Lansing, Michigan. Okay. So he's, yeah, he's right outside of where he graduated. And is it just the one kiddo or you have other just, kids? Yep, just one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, shout out. To, what is his name? I didn't get his name. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Oh, that makes the sense. Second. <laughs> Emmanuel the second. I love it. So let's circle back to your franchise owners and, and the people that are blessed to work with you and, and now have their own businesses. Uh, you mentioned that they're all over the country and really sounds like many different places in the world. Yes. What is one of the greatest things that either one of you would hear back from a franchise owner? And and when you can just lay in bed or look across each other in the in the, in the morning and go, we're we're doing good work. What is what is it that they're experiencing? What are you hearing from them? What's the what's the shift for them? You know, I, I think it's a, a sense of pride. You know, because a lot. Of- have ribbon cuttings and then we go to the their particular communities and then when we go in we see all their employees and we see all of the opportunities that they have created and you can just see the pride they're booming in terms of being able to have their own business helping people making the difference and so i just think that the entrepreneurs that um, became franchisees come from a place is something more to life than just going to work and just being regular. I want to be able to step out on my own terms and live life on my own terms and make a difference. That's what Emmanuel Jr. basically said to you right after he graduated from college, right? So how could we deny him that opportunity when you're providing that opportunity, not only for yourselves, but the people that are, again, so fortunate to work with you? Say that again. I said, that was good what you just said, because I just made that connection. (laughs) (laughs) Seems pretty obvious to me. (laughs) I love it. What are the goals for the future of the company then? What's next in 2023 and beyond? Angela? So the goals are bright. What's exciting is two of those franchise owners that you just described, they're working with us in the corporate office now. And I'll just go back to your last question, um, because I was thinking of Joe. And Joe, he is in Las Vegas now. He lived in um, West Hills, California when he started his franchise. And one of the things that he said is, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I only want to do what I want to do. So I want to live more on my own terms. I want to do what I like. And in doing that, he said, you know, it's either this or a greeter at Walmart, but life is hard and I don't have to live in that space. And for that reason, I've made great decisions in my life. And business ownership at this time is exactly what I want to do. And I love to hear that from franchise owners, that they have gotten to a point in their life where it's more to it. So 2023 is exciting. We're we're planning to expand in the Phoenix market, which is super excited. We currently work with several municipalities, um, Maricopa County, the city of Phoenix, amongst a, a couple of them. And our goal is to continue to expand in that area. We also have relationships, regional and national, with um, Fortune 500 companies that we are planning on expanding those relationships here in Phoenix as well. So there's a few markets that we call our flagship markets, and Phoenix is one. And our goal is to have an actual facility here within the next two years where we can invite people to experience the steam car wash business that we offer. So detail experts, um, you can get there and find out more. It's carwash.detailexperts.com. 
com slash Phoenix. And you can learn more about what Detail Experts has to offer. So absolutely. We're expanding. Super exciting. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm thinking of several connections that we have for you, and we'll talk about that after we're off air. Uh, we love being connectors and making sure that we can help you get to where you need to go next. And my mind is always racing when I meet amazing people doing incredible things. Uh, I know too. we have a guest in the studio, but I've been told he's not going to be on the mic. I don't know if that's the case or not, but can you tell us who joined us? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we're so excited to have our brand new site leader and supervisor, Ashan. Ashan is phenomenal. He is a young man that is determined. He is destined for greatness. So he is coming here to Phoenix. I mean, he's been here before, but he's he's here in Phoenix with his family. They just came from Yuma and his wife and his two daughters. And you can tell he is such a dedicated family man. But he is here on a mission. He is here on a mission to make a difference. So working with his team and et cetera, it has just been a phenomenal thing. So if he wants to say a word, I'm, I would, I would love, love to hear Sean on the he's mic. He's getting up the courage, building right. up the courage. We're to make sure his <laughs> mic is on. We may have to adjust the mic just a bit. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Emmanuel, while he's getting uh, up to the mic and, and Daryl's helping him get set up, have you had a chance to meet him? I, I take it in person? Yeah, no, not in person. I've been doing a lot of traveling, going to a lot of different locations, getting those things set up. But yeah. I would definitely be there within the next couple of weeks, and we'll spend a lot of time with each other, and I'm really excited. Well, na 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 na. I got right. to meet him first. <laughs> <laughs> so come right up on that mic. Uh, it's Ishan. 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 Thank you. Welcome. Good morning, everybody. So how did you find this team? Uh, Actually... It's going to be a quick shout out to Indeed, but <laughs> okay. I was actually at FedEx. So this is honestly a story about perseverance. Uh, when I lived in Yuma with my wife and my two kids, I was at Sam's Club doing the 4 a.m. to 1.30 yeah. in, in the afternoon shift. So it was kind of, you know, you do what you have to, but you always want to be happy. So I had to, had that, had, I had to have that conversation with my wife. And she was like, I totally understand. Because she works for Allstate. Okay. So she's been set for a while. And she loves her job. So that's what really made me want to do it, was find something that makes me totally happy. Because before Sam's Club, I actually did my own detail. Oh, so I you're coming a, to it with experience. <clears throat> exactly. So I did it for two years and then stopped because it was just me. And I had like 70 uh, main, uh, maintenance clients. And it was just starting to become a lot to do by yourself and also work full time. So I had to eventually stop, and then I started working at Sam's Club, and then what I just said, telling my wife, and I found a job at FedEx in Lower Buckeye. So literally November tw- or November 13th, I came down for my interview and never went back to Yuma. <laughs> I stayed at my wife's aunt's house. I was there for I was there for maybe a month and a half, and my mother passed away on December 16th. So I flew back to New York. I'm originally from Syracuse. So I went back to handle that stuff with my uh, sister. Uh, and I came back. But before I left, I actually, because I'm just a dedicated worker. So anything that I do, I want to do it the right way. And they were actually wanting me to become a trainer. But being gone for five days plus four, when I came back, the opportunity was gone. So, and also it was peak season at that point. So you go from making $1,500, you know, a week to making $500 a week. It's kind of tough. And I just moved my whole family here. 
So, and just made a commitment, of course, to be with family ex- in the most important time. Exactly. And you know you made that choice, the right choice. And sometimes there's consequences regardless of what choices we make, right? Exactly. So I had to, once again, make that mental decision. Because I, I, I actually even told Joe, who she was talking about, I was like, it's not that I necessarily want to leave FedEx. It's more or less that I have to to make the right decision. Because the job wasn't terrible, the people weren't terrible, the job wasn't, like, the pay isn't terrible, it's just that with my situation, I'm not going to be able to survive. So I need to find something on top of that, find something that makes me happy. So when I came across it, I was actually in New York. Their HR called me, and I was leaving and getting, literally sitting in my seat to go back. And I was like, can I call you when I get back? When I landed, I called Ashley back and. The rest is history, honestly. It took maybe two, three weeks, and then I was up and going, and we were hitting the street. So exciting. That is very exciting. So glad you got behind the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And then Angela's, you know, she's only been in the studio for a couple of maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes here, and she's already like, come up on the microphone a little bit. She's making (laughs) sure she's managing for me. We uh, we will want you right up against that mic just so we can, you you sounded great, but we want to make sure we, no, you're fine. You you wouldn't have known you snuck in a little bit after we got started. see how close Uh, I am. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to leave. I'm going to let her handle this. She's got it all managed. It's just perfect. Emmanuel, when you hear him share his story, and which, of course, I know you're already familiar with since he's part of your organization now, what does that do for you in your heart and and your goals going forward? I see this and I hear this all the time, and it helps me to continue to stay focused on purpose. Why am I here? How do I serve humanity in a way that I'm using my gifts and my talents and my abilities to make a difference? And it's really interesting, Aishan said a word, perseverance, you know, because in life, we all have barriers that stops us from getting to the next level. And those barriers are simply fear. It's the fears that stop us from trying to go to that next level. And it stagnates our lives in so many different ways. And I tell you the story about it was a, a guy who had a dog and the guy went over to the guy's house and the dog was laying on the floor and the dog was mo- by the fireplace and the dog was moaning and groaning. And the guy said, Hey man, what's wrong with your dog? I've been sitting here, man, your dog is moaning and groaning. And he looked in the room and he said, Oh, he just laying on the nail. And he said, well, how come you get up off the nail? He said, it ain't hurting bad enough. And so a lot of times we stay stuck in situations because we don't, have the, the 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 understanding or the awareness or the courage to go to that next level and stay stuck in those situations where we suffer as a result of that. So when Aishan said, I was at a job where it was decent, it was good or whatever, but I wasn't happy. You know, you got to follow that. And that is going to take you to a place where you live out your life on your own terms and make the world a better place. So for me, that was to be able to see all of these franchisees, to see all of these people that's working for us, to be able to see, hear those kind of testimonies, just let me know that I'm heading in the right direction. It just makes me so proud. Beautiful. Another way that I've kind of described this idea around perseverance is when we're all going to experience these challenges. We've, we've covered that, of course. And those challenges can either make us or break us. It's up to us to decide how it's going to fuel us. 
right? And what you're describing and what Emmanuel has just kind of summarized for us is when your ceiling becomes your floor, you saw at your last job that there's only so far and only so much that you can do and you were limited. And so that perseverance, that drive that you carried with it, and of course, not only caring about your family, but also your legacy and using everything that comes with you, which is clearly bright, <laughs> you you knew that, okay, I'm just going to step over that ceiling. Now I'm standing on the top level and I'm, I'm going to grow and I'm gonna, surely there's going to be challenges in this new role. And yet you continue to, to grow. And oftentimes, so many of us have upper limit thinking problems. You know, we set a thermostat on the on the wall and we wanted it set at, what, 78 degrees. And that thermostat knows that when it gets either hotter or too cold, it's going to adjust and keep us right there. Well, life really isn't like that, is it? No. <laughs> we have an opportunity to walk over that thermostat and sometimes it's going to get cranked up and a little heated and sometimes it's going to be a little too cool. We get to decide what story we want to tell ourselves. And what I hear all of you saying is that in your organization, Detail Experts, you guys continue to change the narrative, to shift the story, to educate, and to provide hope. To go back to the very first thing that I believe it was that you said, Angela, to provide hope for individuals and families who might not otherwise have that. Absolutely. You're good, Karen. Well, I've been doing it a while. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Thank you. And, and you make it easy when there's, you know, obviously a cre- a create a great energy in the room. And, uh, and we're all really, we're speaking the same language. We're showing up a little bit differently in our lives. And we're listening to the call. And we're, we're willing to do the work. Yes. Perseverance and grit and tenacity, as well as great faith, uh, I think is really what helps us get through, Absolutely. at least for me, each and every day. Me too, Karen. Yes. Good. <laughs> Well, since we're kind of talking about uh, upper and lower limits and the stories we tell ourselves, what are some of the challenges? You've just shared a beautiful story about your own recent challenges and how you came to be the company. How about from Angela and Emmanuel? What challenges have you been faced with as you've been building up this business? Certainly, it hasn't always been a cakewalk. No? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was, Emmanuel? (laughs) Go ahead, sweetheart. No, no, you you, you tell the first story because I have many. I well, I, I think the bigger piece, when I first started, I remember Angela and I, we was struggling over, you know, we want to make sure when we hire somebody, uh, we want to make sure that they secure, that they can have a job, that they can have insurance. And so we were really careful about making sure we, when we do hire people, they are secure. And I remember we was had four or five employees at that particular time. Well, we got hundreds of employees now. And so the, 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 the journey where I was then to where I am now has been overcoming those barriers. Those barriers was just fear that was stagnating my ability to step outside my comfort zone and be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And in that space is where the blessing and the growth and the prosperity and the positivity flows. And to have the ability to step back and look at that to say, you know what, that, that's the, just the beginning. I'm going to the next stage and the next stage. So I'm constantly challenging myself. I'm constantly stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm, ch- I'm constantly becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. And as a result of that, I am able to live my life not based on fear stagnating me, but me being a light that I was intended to be, and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here showed up at this particular time. 
you're good. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> right? he's a great storyteller. You know, the thing that came to mind for me is business ownership in general, especially as an entrepreneur, Karen. We often think we have to do it all. We have to do everything. I am a one-man band. I am my marketing department. I am my accounting department. I wash dishes. I clean toilets. I do it all, right? And the reality is you cannot do it all. But as Emmanuel said, it's that fear of, well, I can't afford to pay for somebody else. But if you want to grow, you can't afford not to. You cannot afford, you can, you have to, you must. Yep. It, it, it makes me think of the, 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 the Matrix when the Oracle says to Neil and he said, well, what if I don't want to do that? And she said, you must. It's for everybody. And that's really the case. If you want to grow a business, you want to be more than a one-man band, you have to find a way to do it. Now, some of the ways you have to find a way to do it is maybe you have to sacrifice as the entrepreneur. And that sounds difficult because entrepreneurs are already sacrificing, right? So I'll give you a personal example. As Emmanuel and I were growing the business, I left a corporate job that, Aishan, unlike you, the people were fine, but I wasn't happy. So therefore, I had to do something different. And in doing that, I had the security of a paycheck every two weeks and a nice one at that. And they pay for golf, too. But when I really think about it, I was so unhappy that every morning, literally, if if there was a time with my greatest sickness, that was it, Monday mornings, because I knew what was happening. I was going to have to go in. And then finally, I decided, Emmanuel, we have to do something different. And I would say I retired early, however you want to look at it. <laughs> and I decided that we're going to figure this out. So if I don't fish, I don't eat. And that's what I started to believe. And I said that every day. If I don't fish, I don't eat. If I don't fish, I don't eat. So I would make that call. I would go in and talk to somebody about our services. I would offer it for free. I would offer it at a discount until it grew. And then after a while, it's like, all right, I can pay somebody else to do that part while I can help grow the business. And that's how it works as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Every day. It does, indeed. In fact, I'm looking at Daryl, our producer, who is behind the scenes and so great about holding everything together and keeping me calm when I need it. And I brought Daryl on board a year and a half ago. I've owned the studio. It'll be six years in—we had our first broadcast six years ago in June. And I experienced exactly that. I've owned a handful of businesses, sold a couple very successfully. And with this one, I thought, I'm not doing partners anymore. I'm just doing it on my own. It's going to be a boutique studio. I don't want all the headaches. And then I couldn't grow. And I could, I hit that ceiling. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Daryl and I started working together a year and a half ago. And we've we've always said we've learned a great deal about ourselves, a great deal about each other. We've really made a lot of commitments to clear communication. And I'm now at that next step that again, if I if I to get to the next level, I need another handful of people. Absolutely. And there, it does definitely for me mean some sacrifice because I'm not where I, I need to be financially yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm getting there. You know, all this other stuff that's been going on in the background too begins to complicate it. And I think, Emmanuel, you you alluded to this earlier. It's when we have—actually, I, I think all three of you have—when we are faced with challenges and those crunchy moments that we think, you know, we're looking up at the sky or the ceiling, we're thinking, maybe I just need to fold. Maybe I ought to pick up my phone and look through Indeed <laughs> and, and find a job and, and not, you know, not continue with my entrepreneurial dream. Uh, it's in those moments if we can change our direction and change our thinking, okay, this is just one of those moments of growth and another opportunity to say, how can I be led? How true am I to my mission and my purpose? And then get quiet and then find out what the next step is. And as you both have pointed out, do the work. Yes. <laughs> Go and do the work. 
what you say a moment ago? I, I I need to fish in order to eat. That's right. If I don't fish, I don't eat. I will be writing that on my mirror <laughs> when I get home. Love it. Anything that either of you would like to add? Well, I, I would say this. If you're doing something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I think the secret to life is to find whatever it is that you have a passion for mm-hmm. and, and, and do it as if, you know, your life depended on it and enjoy what you do. And so it's not what you do, it's how you do what you do and what flows into what you do to serve a greater good. And I think once you understand that, I think everything else starts to work in your favor. I think the universe starts to align yourself up and people and synchronistic events and circumstances and situations start to unfold in a way where you're like, well, wow, what the heck is going on and how is this happening? But you do the work and you to be willing to step up. And I think I'd add is, based on what you're sharing with me and the people that you do it with. It's, oh, it's also the who you do it with and trusting that the right people obviously are going to come and, and play alongside you. So what is your role? Can you tell us a little bit about how you're showing up on behalf of the company? And and then I would I want to, after that, I want the three of you to talk about, are you adding more teammates from the corporate level? If somebody's listening and they have somebody in mind that would be for a great franchisee. So first start by talking about how do you show up for the company and what what good things do you get to do? So I am the supervisor and that's for all three uh, divisions, janitorial, fleet, detail. Kind of like what Emmanuel was saying, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. So I actually can speak like truth to that. Maybe two I know three weeks ago, we had a detail for the sheriff's office in Scottsdale, and it was a 35-foot sheriff van that they were going to do a, it was going, they were doing some type of show or maybe uh, some event, but it rained the day before, so it was kind of weird, so I kind of reached out and made sure that we were doing it, but it was inside, so we were okay, but also I was dealing with like a super bad like toothache and I had not been sleeping well for like two days. So I was honestly kind of worried that I wasn't going to have any energy. But then I was laying in bed and I was sitting there. I was thinking, I was like, I've done this a hundred thousand times. Like it's not even, it's going to be so like rinse and repeat that it's not going to be work. The only thing that's actually going to be work is because the other employee, I actually have to kind of explain and kind of show him in walk him through because I don't think he's ever done anything that big. Like two weeks ago before that, I had actually just done an RV by myself for one of my neighbors. So it wasn't, it wasn't anything that I wasn't used to. So when I went to sleep that night, I was like, you don't even have anything to worry about. You just need to make sure you go to sleep. Like that's it. Being the supervisor, I show up at all of the sites. We have fuel islands for the city of it's all over the place it's not just the city of phoenix though it's scottsdale it's uh glendale it's peoria it's everywhere and then we also have the scottsdale airport the aviation center that's from what is that like 11 o'clock to like two thirty, four o'clock in the morning sometimes but everybody is super great so people that do the scottsdale airport one of the ladies have been there for 10 years her name is maria she knows that place inside and out we just hired a new lady named chrissy she's amazing she came in with knowledge, so she didn't really need much tutoring or any coaching or things like that. But I spent as much time as I could with her. I also, 
I do the daily team meetings, the Zooms, everything under the sun that you can think a supervisor should do. And I'm doing it for the first time. Like when Angela brought up earlier about, you know, you have to do everything by yourself when you're doing it by yourself. That's that was part of the rough part when I was doing my own detail was I had to keep all my own books. I had to keep all of my back end. That becomes a lot when you don't necessarily have the right tools or necessarily have some because I was YouTubing everything. <laughs> Figuring I out was as trying you go to along. figure these guys have got it figured out for you. Exa- hey, just stay in this lane. Exactly. You do this. So that's, take care of everything and else. And I thought that was the I thought that's how I struck gold by getting by getting this opportunity. I don't necessarily have to worry. I mean, yes, I do, but I don't. I just have to make sure that I'm paying attention and listening and learning. Great student. You, that, and I think that's the most important part for me anyway is just learning. Well, the greatest leader is the greatest student. <laughs> and clearly, you've picked the right the right guy here. Yeah. Sean, that just makes me want to tear up. That, yeah. That's so wonderful. He, he, he's been fabulous. Just absolutely fabulous. Uh, you would think he's been here four years. Are, are you on your first month? That's two. Two months. Okay. Yes. All right. Fantastic. So it's going great. Imai, you want to talk about it? Um, you can talk about it in general. I'll talk about the executive team expansion, and you can kind of share what we're looking for in the area in the way of franchise owners. I would say this, you know, when um, we've been doing STEAM and we've been preaching STEAM for the last 20 years. And it wasn't until, you know, sanitizing, steam, sanitizing, and all of that kind of stuff. But it wasn't until COVID hit is what really exploded. Because we had built relationships. And so, therefore, we opened up a line of janitorial services. We opened up a line of sanitizing services. We expanded our reach when it comes to cleaning vehicles and planes and buses and trains or whatever. Right now, we're looking for, there's plenty of opportunities out there, and we're just looking for the right people to that fits our values and fits our vision so we can continue to grow. The janitorial sanitizing detailing industry is one of the fastest growing industries, especially after COVID. We're trying to position ourselves now to be able to, um, we already have the engine, we already have the structure, we already have the training, the technology, but we're just trying to incorporate people to be either employee, that's number one, or business owners. So Angela is the one that kind of put all of that structure in place. So that's kind of her thing. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, thank thank you. Back to the right people. I mean, we we all talked about it. So Karen, you and Daryl, that relationship, that synergy, that energy, it it matters. And it could definitely be the way you grow or the way you don't grow. (laughs) Uh, So finding the right people is the key. So our executive team, um, that includes Imayo and myself. And we have, we take on very different roles. Imayo is the R&D guy. I tell you, he gets excited about metal. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and steam. <laughs> yes. I, I manage the day-to-day operations of the business. So I, I would say as the chief operating officer, it's really everything that moves, people, places, and things. That's what I'm responsible for. We also have a B- VP of operations. That's Joe that I mentioned, who's also a franchise owner. We have a VP of HR. That's Patty. Um, Patty has a franchise in the Seattle, Washington area. She's currently the executive sponsor in Michigan right now. So she spent 
This is our third month in Michigan. So that's exciting. Uh, we are currently looking for um, someone in our marketing area, communication and training. So as we see the expansion in our executive area, that is what we're focused on at this point. And we see it as a part of really getting the word out about detail experts and what we do and communicating our message clearly. Because we're uniquely different in that, yes, we focus on the environment, but our core values is more important than anything. And if there is no alignment with our core values, it's probably not going to work as a franchise owner or as a part of our executive team. Mm -hmm. We talk about it a lot. It's not just on the shelf because we have to really live it every single day. It's so, recommitting, recommitting abs- over abs- and over and over absolutely. again. Absolutely. So if we're not integrity with ourselves and others, it shows. Mm-hmm. If we're not being honest and truthful with each other, it shows. If we're not transparent, it shows. Uh, we actually used to do this um, 365 evaluation, and it was a- about how well does someone fit the core values. Now, I have to admit that I used to fail quite a bit on the area of care for the environment, which is one of our core values. So things like sometimes I'd leave the water on when I brush my teeth. Well, if you're going to commit to it, you have to commit to it in total. So for me, I I, I felt like that it's something important. And I like to share that at every one of our orientations. So as we look at our organization as a whole, we really want to spread the message that we are entrepreneurs. We hire entrepreneurs. So this is an entrepreneurial organization. Mm. Love it. Great way to end our segment today. Did you want to add something? And we'll wrap up. Go ahead, Emmanuel. I do want to add, we're also looking for other entrepreneurs who need our service that want to partner with us. Speak to that, please. Who are you looking for? For There are companies and businesses and different organizations that's looking for good people to work with for them, um, that they're looking to hire. So we want to partner up with all of these other different organizations that share our value, that needs people to, to provide services for them. So we're looking for that type of organization and that type of core structure as well. Great. So good. How do people get in touch with you? You mentioned the website. What is the website? So they can actually reach us on the website, carwash.detailexperts.com slash phoenix. Okay. Angela, to make sure they spell it properly. Sure. So carwash, just like it sounds, dot. D-E-T-A-I-L, the letter X, P is in Papa, E-R-T-S dot net slash Phoenix. Excellent. Also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you're covering all the bases even without your marketing guru. I think that I have some ideas on how to help you with that before you land that person. I know uh, Daryl's mind is already racing as well. Fantastic. And our phone number. Yes, please. 480-757- 9032. Excellent. Wow. What a full conversation. I'm really glad you snuck in and were able to get behind the mic. I appreciate your willingness to tell your story. Yeah. What a pleasure to have you and welcome to the team. I appreciate (laughs) it. Yes. And Emmanuel, next time you're in town, we need to see you in person. But that's for sure. We'll let you two get reacquainted first, and then we'll make sure that we all get together and have a conversation. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And we have certainly done that today with the team at Detail Experts. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.